Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 29 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Octave Media, and today I am speaking with quite possibly the mother of all backlines, which is perfect for a podcast called Behind the Backline. I'm excited to share that I have had the, I have the pleasure today of chatting with Joe Muller, which I think I got that right, <laughs> and yeah. Jim Whitfield of Center Staging. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Our pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you guys are busy and uh, just looking at your clientele list. Um, it's I'm humbled to, to have a few minutes of your time. So, <laughs> um, so I, we kind of get started usually with having you guys introduce yourself a little bit and uh, talk about a little bit what Center Staging does. So I'm Joe Muller. Uh, I am the general manager, business manager um, for Center Staging New York. We branched out from the West Coast about a year and a half ago, and we provide production solutions as well as renting backline, um, wireless audio, as well as carting personal gear, providing outside skilled labor technicians, whether it be for backline or audio, and all around, all around uh, solving problems for anyone in the industry. It doesn't really matter what it is. A lot of days we do a lot of things that are outside of backline okay is uh, backline your primary um service or like um what is your 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 staple and then the other ones just kind of backfilled into that our, our staple is is our backline for okay. sure um the majority of it is looks like it came off the showroom floor and that's what we're known for so it's just pristine kept up really well it has to glimmer in every television and camera and then the lights and everything <laughs> it has to, or it's not going out the door. And that's, that's why our guys are the best. And that's why we only employ the best because the standard is extremely high. Awesome. So, um, you know, you guys said, uh, you, you've only been kind of at it for a short time on the, on the East coast. Um, how uh, and I know you kind of told me that you may not have all the details as to where the the uh, West Coast started from, but um, can you give a little bit of a backstory as to how the West Coast kind of came to be? Well, this this Jim Whitfield, I'm the uh, part, primarily part of the show department, which would go out and do the actual shows and prepping, um, and also in the Nashville. I'm the Nashville contingent. Uh, Center Staging has been around in the West Coast for a long time, owned by a couple different guys uh, that was pretty heavily involved with all the TV out in the West Coast uh, for a while. Uh, they got the Grammys, they do a lot of the award shows, the billboards, and a lot of things you see on TV, um, Oscars. I mean, the, they're heavily involved in that. And um, what happened about 10 years ago or so, the two owners uh, sold it to a company and um, to a couple of people that are based out of Nashville. And that's how I came on board. So we had done in Nashville, I was with a company called Soundcheck, which is more rehearsals and um, backline and whatnot in Nashville. And we knew each other by that uh, connection. So center staging just grew out of the West coast TV. They do all the Ellen and um, Kimmel that, you know, they're heavily involved in TV work because like Joe said, we, we do a little above and beyond just, you know, anybody can rent a Fender Twin or a Vox AC30, 
but you know, we got to go a little deeper than that. So we're, I come from more of the show touring side of it. So you have to bring all the experience, but that's the basic, I don't know, the, the history of center staging in the West coast. That's how it started. And then they used to have an office here in the uh, East coast a while back and they closed that up when the, um, the people from Nashville bought uh, into center staging in LA. Okay. That's it Got it. No, that that's perfect. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, while um, you may not have the, you know, what's the, uh, the uh, primary inspiration for, for how um, center staging kind of got started. I was kind of reading a little bit about the history of um, uh, being inspired or potentially even working with like things like soul train and American bandstand. Yeah, yeah. Some the, the original owners uh, worked. They started with Midnight Special. I mean, back mm-hmm. the original guys started way back, not with Center Staging, but they started doing you know Midnight Specials and In Concert and Soul Train and all those, and it just grew into the backline company. So they came out of that world and then started the Center Staging backline to fulfill that need. So yeah, it does go far that far back. <laughs> Way before my time. I won't even tell you my age, right? <laughs> so um for for you guys, um, you've probably been with it a little bit long, uh, shorter than the length of the company. Um, what uh inspired you guys to join or what what kind of is your background in, in, in this industry? Well, I I went to college for music performance and then got another degree afterwards in music business in 2000. And I graduated, where I started working for a company just to get internship credits uh, to graduate. And I ended up staying with that company for about 17 years, I want to say. Okay. And very similar backline rental house in New York. Um, I managed their studios. We, uh, my partner at the time and I started uh, their television department. And a couple of years back, uh, I was introduced to Mitch. We got to talking. He was interested in opening up on the West Coast. And a couple of couple of dinners turned into a handshake, which turned into me deciding to finally that I found another ship that was worthy to jump out of the one I was in into. And I haven't looked back ever since because the thing about this company is the people that you work for. Mm-hmm. I've only had one other boss in my entire life, like the one I have now in the form of Mitch Clark, who owns the company. And that would be a guy named Danny Fernandez, who owned a pizza shop I worked in when I was 17 years old. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> you don't get the, the family first type of vibe in any other company like you do in this one. So that's, that's really what, what sold me was not only taking a step up in my career, but more importantly, working for somebody that I had the respect for and had the same respect in return. And more importantly, all the priorities are in the right place. And that's a great uh, segue, you know, using the family backgrounds between the two being similar because obviously pizza and backlines have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> well, not really because pizza is usually the uh, food of choice after show. True. If you True. do a show, pizza is usually yeah, that's one of the number one uh, food staples in our industry. So actually, pizza and backline go together pretty well. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, I, I totally missed the mark on that one. So. <laughs> it's very important after uh, you know a hard day's work. 
Well, this is a, uh, a proper segue then into uh, how, how did I, because in, in the Midwest, it's unheard of to have a cafe or any kind of catering in the studio or any kind of rehearsal space. So how does, how, how did you guys get into the whole uh, uh, cafe portion of what you guys do? As far as cafe, the, you know, the cafe that you looked on the website in Los Angeles, probably in Burbank. Oh, is it just located in LA? Correct. What that was just a need because they have so many uh, rehearsal halls going and very large. You know, you looked at the website, you can see what kind of people rehearse there, and that way you could don't have to leave the campus. You don't have to leave your rehearsal. You can go right outside, grab a meal, or you know, buy it for your the crew or whatever, and you're right there. It was more a necessity of having something on the camp, you know, at the rehearsal hall, rehearsal places, so you can grab a bite. Really for the client's privacy yeah. more than anything. Yeah, and that, yeah, privacy. Gotcha. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was kind of like, well, it could be people that are there or it could be for like, if it was a hard rock cafe t- style type of thing, but that makes sense because, you know, we don't have any um, Carrie Underwoods in Madison for the most part, so we wouldn't really have a need for that. So. <laughs> in Madison with Carrie Underwood. Funny you said Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Jim spent a few years with her. Oh yeah, I've toured with her. Cool. For nine years. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Especially, I guess the the touring, yeah. But you can try the the local cuisine, of course. And uh. <laughs> yeah, we like a brat and a beer. Yeah. Good, good. I hear those could be kind of a rare combination outside of our area. So I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, get out uh, on the outsides of the area very often. But <laughs> so, did you guys ever? Uh, you know, from your point of view, did you ever think that Center Stage would get this big? I mean, kind of be that premier resource for these types of shows from everything. I mean, you guys have the Olympics, numerous presidential inaugurations, of course, all the award shows, nightly TV shows. It's just, you know, that's a great list. You ever, I mean, do you ever dream that you'd get this big? Yeah. I'd love to say <laughs> that I would love to say that it's, it's wow. We're here, but you live in it long enough and it kind of becomes normal. So we're always looking to go to the next step. Yeah, this is Jim. Uh, from my angle, I used to work for artists that would use center staging for these shows. So uh, basically, I came from that side. So I already knew that they what they did. You know, I I had been with artists that did the Grammys and and various award shows and TVs and whatnot. So I already knew them as for what they did. So I knew what I knew what I was getting into. So they had already kind of established that. And we just hope, you know, we can continue growing and, you know, continue what they do. Gotcha. No, that, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, so uh, I kind of wanted to ask a little bit, you know, what's uh, is, is uh, New York primarily just the back line or do you have studios in New York as well? It's a great question. <laughs> Currently, we have just the back line rentals. Uh, studios are in the works. A definitive date is TBD in a perfect world. The plan was to open with studios, but it just didn't make sense logistically once we started everything. And unfortunately, the property we were planning on fell out from under us before we had a chance to to make a move. And I file it all under everything happens for a reason, because without a doubt, there will be center staging studios in New York. It's just a matter of is it in 2019 or is it 2020? And Mitch's vision of the studio is completely different. It's not the kind you walk in with carpet on the walls. And I mean, he puts floating floors. We do a lot of dancers because of the 
new hip hop and R and B have a lot of uh, choreography coming in. So these aren't just, you can't just get a building, you know, put some wedges and something in the room and call it not the kind of clients that we have. So it has to be done. It has to be done right. Um, back in West coast, he just opened up a couple more, uh, studios and where there are isolated production rooms where you can put the console uh, outside, you know, I mean, like office, office, so you can set up your console and the, the uh, modern engineer or front of house can do his own mix, you know, separate from the room. So Mitch is going to bring rehearsal halls here in New York. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be right. Yeah, he could have built rehearsal rooms. He, we could build a rehearsal room tomorrow, but yeah. that's not that's not his style. That's not the company's style. If it's going to be done, like Jim said, he's going to do it right. Yeah, if we're bringing Lady Gaga or, you know, somebody, you know, Beyonce, little, you know, anybody like that, it's going to be done right. Yeah, definitely a level of um, uh, certain reputation level that needs to be reached there. That's probably not the right word I'm looking for. But, yeah, you're, you have set the standard. He's got a bar. <laughs> yeah. The original idea, he was going to even have a place where they could pull your car in, you know, separate. So no one, they don't have to be on the street. I mean, that's how we, he thinks. So say, you know, somebody comes in with a limo or a car, their personal car, they could actually pull in, close the door, go up to the rehearsal room, work, come back. You know, there's no, that's how the level, what he thinks about. And that makes a lot of sense. I, I see no local artist here in town that would ever need something like that because they're not that popular. But <laughs> But no, that that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> there are there are certain facilities uh, in New York that people just know that that's where the names go. So there's people standing outside there stalking the place always. Do you guys have a pa- paparazzi problem? More in the t- TV shows, if they have a big artist and they know where the stage door is, and they'll wait. You know, I've had we've seen that happen. Gotcha. It kind of sounds almost like um, I've heard uh, companies like Google don't actually even will brand their buildings. They're just unmarked buildings due to kind of to help with um, recognition or traffic. Is that something you guys do? Here we don't have, we don't brand out of New York um, for obvious reasons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Google doesn't, does or does not. Uh, will not for the for like security or safety reasons like you know terrorist attack or something like that where they're they're targeted buildings if they're data driven buildings they usually sure. stay pretty yeah their outpost is uh, like that but I've been on the Google campus in California there's actually a amphitheater right outside <laughs> you can walk over there and walk around it um, but I think they're outdoors oh, that's a went off the rails there but that's okay. <laughs> I've walked around the Google and had time off when I was doing a show. <laughs> nice. It, it is the same thing. Yeah. You don't even have any signage no. outside. Okay. Specifically for the case, you know, we're not a retail shop. And if somebody's coming to visit the shop, which is a common occurrence, maybe twice a week or so, well, a client will come through. It's more of a showroom vibe. And the last thing we would want is just somebody passing by walking through like it was a gallery. Yeah. We, we, I worked in Nashville and we'd have that problem every now and then when somebody would find out where it is, even though it's pretty secluded and just walk around. I had one person walk in on Peter Frampton rehearsal, <laughs> and, uh, give him a big hug. And everybody's, you know, what was that about? We thought we, he knew him. It turned out he didn't even know him. <laughs> so we, had to, we had to kick him out and escort him out of the building. So you got to be careful with that. you know. Yeah. I could, I- 
Uh, yeah, you guys got some uh, in- interesting challenges and unique uh, curveballs I'm sure you have to deal with that most of us don't. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in a long time, yeah. but the, the, the worst curveball I ever got thrown mm. in that vein was a Bruce Springsteen mm. tribute band used to rehearse at the studio that I managed. And they rehearsed there three, I want to say he was a lawyer and a couple of his buddies, and he was Bruce in the tribute band. Yeah. Well, he heard that Bruce Springsteen was coming in to rehearse, came in, walked in the door, and I literally had to get in the middle of Bruce Springsteen and fake Bruce Springsteen (laughs) arguing with each other, saying, you got to get him out of here. And it was the most awkward experience I've ever had. My my favorite was one time Leonard Skinner was rehearsing. Uh, Leonard Skinner was rehearsing in the room, and somebody walked by, and they listened out the door. You could hear them. And the guy says, man, they're doing a great job. They're, they really sound good. Like, you know, that band in there is like doing a great Leonard Skinner song. I didn't have the heart to tell him that was Leonard Skinner. <laughs> they're, they're the one band in the world that when you yell out Freebird, they're going to do it. <laughs> and they better do it right. <laughs> Well, actually, I was going to ask you guys, you know, uh, you've already touched on a few, but uh, with everybody you've worked with and the list on the site and everything, um, are there any other favorites or good stories that, you know, are memorable or that you share regularly? Got to meet Robert Fripp. With okay. Tim I actually talked to him. <laughs> you get to meet certain people. You know, what's nice is when you meet the stars or the people and they're actually genuine, you know, people. Yeah. And that's really the bonus because it's always, they say, be careful. Be careful who you meet, you know, love the artist, not the art, or love the art, not the artist. So, you know. I don't know. Your your Steven Tyler story is up there. Steven Tyler's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's it's the the best part about it is meeting the human beings that everyone is yeah. just enamored with in such a different way. And to find out really how human they are, it's makes makes a big difference. Just as an example, I spent a few years touring with Joan Jett, and she's she became one of my closest friends. She, you know, the the person I see in the videos and on the radio, that's that's the show. If that makes any sense, I think so. But that, no, that's really cool to, to hear that. You know, the, the the more humble they are, the the better they are. That's and for sure. Respect their art that much more afterwards too. The ones oh. that show up on time when they're supposed to and do what they're supposed to. I mean, people don't realize it. You know, they have a job too. True. You know, that's, that's what art. That's why we get what we do because we. You got to be ready. You know, you don't have an artist walk in the room or walk on stage and you're not ready. You know, that's the worst thing to do. So we spend a lot of time prepping and making sure things work, test things out before they get there. There's a lot to it than just here. You know, turn this on and go. You have a somebody, uh, a artist that walks. You know, when they don't want to waste their time while you're fixing something. You know, looking at your ass turned around as you're, you know, fixing a pedal or a cable or something like that. So you got to be ready and spot on when they walk in. Yeah, it's a lot more to it than just here, plug this amp and go. It's about uh, just letting them walk in and do their thing, and it looks like it was completely effortless. Yep, be ready right when they walk in. Everything's ready because the worst thing to do is have some an artist that comes in paying, you know, say paying for their time or paying for a rehearsal or paying, you know, for a show or when you're doing the big shows like the Grammys or whatever, you know, you, you have an exact amount of time 
to, you know, to say, be ready and rehearse and camera block and get ready for them. You can't waste that any amount of that time. You know, when you have hundred people on the stage doing their thing from cameras to, you know, stage managers to the electricians, to the lighting, everything, the work, you know, you can't, they can't wait for you to fix something. It has to be right when it shows up. If anybody ever sees one of us on television, right. somebody messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, look, there's Joe. How about that? <laughs> Unfortunately, in the past, over the years, people have said to me, oh, my God, did you see me on TV last night? Yeah. I said, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a compliment, but yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it happens, but not very often. Uh, yeah, that's what center stage and really gets. We get that, you know, backing up those kind of things. Um, I, I, had, I don't know why I got this um, vibe. Um, and I had to ask, now, is it mainly just, you're just focused on the, the backline equipment. You don't actually do anything with like stage construction and production, do you? Uh, we do a fair amount of logistics is okay. production, but we don't do any staging. The, the name obviously trips some people up. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was, I'm like, I have to, I have to clear that up. I'm like, that's, that's probably what I happened to me too. So. <laughs> that's a specialized thing. Staging is a whole different world with people setting it up and the, the trucks and the amount of space it takes. Um, that's a whole different ball game right there. I mean, you have people have huge warehouses of staging and you know, that's, that's a, that's another, another, another world. My back hurts. Just yeah. Just thinking, thinking about, about it. it. <laughs> well, uh, I have a quick story for you guys too. Um, we're getting inspired by you guys quite a bit here as well. We um, I've been involved um, for about the last, well, let's see, it started in 2003, um, probably about the last 14, 15 years with uh, Madison Area Music Awards. Um, we have our own uh, music awards show here for our artists. And um, the last nine years, I've actually been using like the Grammys red carpet as an inspiration to develop a red carpet here in town we do live, live streaming via Facebook Live and all that kind of thing. So what you guys do um, and what your staging people do and your red carpet people do is is helps trickle down a lot of creativity for those of us who are way lower down the, the pole. So <laughs> yeah, there's still production. I mean, we'll I don't we do those shows too. We don't yeah by down, but I know what you're doing. Yeah, the red carpets usually handling those, those kind of shows by a whole different kind of company because they they get it. You know, they mm -hmm. have, you know how you have to cover and bring in your pipe and drape or bring in this and it, it is a production it's still in itself yeah it is <laughs> it's a second show <laughs> like speakers out there anything to announce or you just have a basically a greeting area or Oh, what do we do? Um, yeah, well, we've uh, <clears throat> we've had kind of a combination. At first, it was just like interviews and stuff like that. Then we added live stream, and we started right. to live stream the show itself. So we kind of tried to work on what would be a quote unquote television production for Facebook live streaming. Right. Um, and it could be a little bit tricky in terms of queuing and um, just going back and forth between two different rooms. You're in the lobby and in the in the, right. the room, so. Um, and plus we kind of added a backstage for post winter interviews as well. So we were, it, it was, it's a, it's a, you almost get a different appreciation when you're like attempting to do this and you're like, how in the hell do they do this? Obviously there's a lot more going on for, for a show the size of the Grammys, but, um, you definitely, you, you learn, <laughs> but you know, this, that's just, it's this, this is just going to be another example of how outside the box we operate as a company. 
if you ever need any help, please, you have my number. I'll make sure you have Jim's. Don't hesitate. Even if it's a question or yeah. all the way to, hey, I could use a piece of gear. That would be that would be phenomenal. I, I appreciate it then. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, um, are you guys familiar with uh, uh, redcarpets.com? Um, not personally. Okay. No, like I said, it's not on my radar. I got too much going on, but I, gotcha. I know people do work in the red carpet uh, you know, part of it you know, that's set up. That's a whole different team. Gotcha. That do that. that with it. Yeah. I think they're actually located in New York as well. And we work with them for our step and repeat backdrops every year. So um, I think we're kind of getting something close in quality to, to the, the backdrop every year. So it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to bring that, that kind of spotlight to the, the local stage too. So sure. it's all about budget, isn't it? It, it certainly is. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, before we, we uh, wrap it up, um, do you guys want to plug uh, your website and uh, social media and anything that you want people to kind of check out more about what you guys do? Um, yeah, the website is www.centerstaging.com, obviously. And um, I don't want to misquote. I know, I know they set up some Instagrams and I'm a little older, so the whole social media thing is not quite. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook. It's yeah. on Facebook. It's Center Staging New York, and on Instagram, it is Center Staging NYC. Okay, awesome. Well, that's okay. You know, if the kids can always go to your site, and I'm sure they'll be able to dig up the social media on their own. If you if you're not you know <laughs> not with it, of course. <laughs> yeah. They look at the website. They I mean, we do do the like the you know the big names and the war shows, but we do clubs too. We've done what was it Biohat? I mean, we you know. There's a little metal club not far from here. We will bring the Marshall rigs, you know, so we do from everything, you know, I'll bring a piano for a, a showcase for Capitol records. We'll do whatever, you know, DJ, we, we did the Levi's, uh, that big grand opening they had in Times Square, you know, awesome. DJ equipment, set that up for their big thing. We've done here, the NBA award shows where Shaq was spinning, you know, he's, Shaq O'Neal is he does DJ work, which who knew, you know. And then uh, so we do, it's it's all over the map, you know. It's not just the big shows. We do, we'll we'll we'll, we'll take a band if a band comes up here for showcases, has a few things, you know. They do a TV, they do a theater, they do a club. I mean, that's what we do. So you know, they ship their guitars and their pedal boards up here, and then we haul it around from gig to gig, you know, with the same equipment or if it changes, then you can't put a B3 in a, or, you know, Leslie in a club. So you do, you know, a Nord, you know, something like that. So we work with people too on that aspect too. We'll say, Hey, why don't you use this? Or we have a upright shell that has MIDI capability instead of bringing, you know, a real piano, you know, there's things that we do to, to help the artist too, when you say the production part of it. So, you know, we're not just that, huge we also do all the everything in between everything in between to anything anything to make it as that that flawless as possible right to make it happen as far as backline and we have knowledgeable crew i mean you know the thing is we have a drum department that really gets it and we're doing like tony orlando tomorrow i mean tony orlando we've done tony bennett you know it's it's all over the map and you have great drum department the keyboard great keyboard you know we're talking backline um we have guys you know we fix stuff in house we have vintage stuff we have a great b3 selection i mean i'm really proud of it um some great sounding rigs 
So we do, we do a little bit of everything, you know, but you have to in this business, but you also have to talk the talk, you know, so that's, that's what center staging kind of brings, you know, so we kind of, you know, we work with you, what, what you, what you're thinking about looking at, you know, if you need a, you need a master volume box AC 30, but not the original, you know, uh, top boost six, you know, channel. I mean, you got to know these things, you know, so you, you know, so you don't show up with the wrong stuff, you know, which ultimately leads to a pool of people yeah. that are not much in the middle, old school cats and kids coming up. Yeah. So gotcha. you know, we work on guitars. We do a little bit of everything. So yeah, it's, we get to work with some good stuff, but yeah, we do a little bit of everything. Whatever makes the show happen. You got it. Uh, that is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes today. Well, I won't say a few minutes, more like 30 minutes, but uh, taking time out of your day today. You guys have a busy schedule, of course, but uh, this has been awesome, and I look forward uh, to getting this episode out. So Great, man. It's really a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Thank yeah, you. Love, love Madison. Go Badgers. Awesome. Go That's Badgers. right. <laughs> And we like you said we like a brought in a beer, so hey. That's right. That's right. Don't come here often enough then, right? Next time, next time we're there, we're looking you up. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Hey guys, Matt here from Behind the Backline. I recently released a free on-demand training called Three Steps to Drumming Up More Website Sales. During the nine-minute video, you'll learn the secrets to streamline your brand's image and dramatically increase your website sales. If you're a music brand or a retailer and you want to increase your website sales, go to octave.media slash drumoffer today. That's octave.media slash drumoffer. And thanks for listening to Behind the Backline.